Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week? And from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts. And I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin, like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer, then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin, and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. This is a headgum podcast. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And happy People's Sexiest Man Day <laughs> to you, Bobby. <laughs> oh, happy People's Sexiest Man Day to you. Um, I had uh, a cake in the shape of a koozie made to celebrate the occasion. <laughs> in the shape of a koozie mm-hmm. that you like would put on a beer, but it's a cake. Mm-hmm. I woke up this morning. I was so excited. I was like, who's the sexiest man? I ran down from my bedroom. <laughs> I don't have a house. I checked in the stockings. <laughs> I saw, I was like, did Santa leave me a sexy man? <laughs> Did People Magazine leave me a sexy man? I opened my computer. I typed in sexiest man 2017. And there it was. Blake Shelton. Blake Blake Shelton. I see. I woke up um, and I ran downstairs and I picked the phone and I called Jess Cagle. (laughs) And I said, hey, Jess, it's me. Can you tell me? who the sexiest man is and he said how did you get this number it's blake shelton and then he, he said up. he said bobby it's you love ya bye and hung up <laughs> um yes it's true blake shelton is people's sexiest man it's kind of this like incredible we have a call about this we could play it but i almost feel like we just could talk now but mm-hmm. it's almost this amazing backlash to like 2017 it's like the it's the like stick in the it's like the head in the sand reaction where it's Mm -hmm. like who what president (laughs) huh what politics Blake Shelton (laughs) you know what I mean yeah did you read the um uh the explanation why well there's the explanation why which is because he didn't want to do it and then Gwen Stefani was like do it do it you should do it biggest bullshit you know that right but I did like I did like he was very there was a, that Akila Hughes, Akila Hughes tweet that I was seeing retweeted everyone that just said, did everyone else die? Which is perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is perfect. That's the perfect commentary. But he made the same joke in the people story. He said, y'all must be running out of people. <laughs> Which is funny. It's well, funny. because It's funny, cause... It's funny that, the, that it's a joke. That it's immediately well, a joke that like, LOL, look who it is. Can sure. you it? Wow. We have run out of celebrities with both eyes. And things like like that. We're just down to somebody who is somewhat symmetrical. That must be all you had left to look for. 
I think if it was any other year, if it wasn't this year and with like what the culture is like this year, I would be like, Blake Shelton, great. He's harmless. He's cute. He's very nice. If you watch The Voice, you're definitely a fan of his because he's very likable. And him and Gwen Stefani have a relationship built for tabloids. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, they're, you hate them, but like right. that means that they're perfect. You know, they like so they're well. perfect. So it makes sense to, to have him mm-hmm. from a business mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, it's just really funny that we have this like white country guy as our sexiest man Mm -hmm. in 2017 you know well it's funny the other day we were driving back from boston or to boston i forget and i made you play like hot country my favorite oh i've never heard a song it was the way to boston and it was the way to boston and i was playing hot country and his new song came on which might even not be his new song anymore it's like his second new song it's like a month and a half old and it's called like you name the babies, I'll name the dogs, or mm-hmm. something. Is that what it's called? And it's literally, just called, the, I'll name the dogs. It's the refrain is about it. The concept is like we're gonna get a house together, and you can like do the cleaning, and I'll do like the, the concept shooting. is the concept is gender, gender. <laughs> the, gender. the concept is gender. The concept is like gender is terrible. <laughs> gender and, like, <laughs> and like, can you believe gender? And it's right. It's it's like I'm gonna. I'll mow the grass and you'll paint the walls and like you'll do the dishes, but like I'll buy the beer and. Uh, <laughs> it said you'll be funny and I'll or I'll you you'll be, be the pretty, pretty and I'll, and be, I'll the funny. be funny. Oh, God. You be the pretty, I'll be the funny, and then at the end it's you name the babies and I'll name the dogs, which is like I don't even under in what <laughs> world is that charming? You name the babies and I'll name the dogs. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. I feel like that conversation, the conversation, like he would sing that to some woman that he's fucking and then she'd be like, I'm allergic to dogs. How do you not know that? (laughs) (laughs) Where like he's trying to be cute, but it just shows off that he's completely oblivious. It's just one of those funny decisions that is, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, very, very business driven. And if you have any insider information, if you work at People Magazine and you want to call us and tell us exactly how this decision was made, we will not play it if you don't want us to. But I desperately want to know yeah. because there's got to like, be Like, was the vetting process even more exhaustive this year? Like, did they have someone else who – did they have someone else who could have maybe been problematic? And they were like, you know what? Let's just go with Blake Shelton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, honestly, the only good the only good way to have actually done this this year would have been like mm, – Let's skip Sexiest Man in 2017. You know, like that would have been true. kind of interesting. Oh, that would have been amazing. Like, no let's man, maybe no not. man. Let's go. <laughs> no man. <laughs> let's let's maybe not do it this year. And this seems like the joke of Blake Shelton almost seems like an okay substitute because mm-hmm. it's 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 the it's not serious. At least choose a gay man in 2017. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> God, it's like the least you could do. Jim Parsons, the sexiest <laughs> oh man alive. <laughs> okay, well, um, you know, but I did, there are other options. I did like the end of this. It is very funny. So Adam Levine was sexiest man last year, two years ago. Which is ago, insane because it's it's was it last year? Wait, I want to actually look this it was up. A couple because... years ago. But anyway, so he was sexiest man of the year. An, another voice co-host, and at the end of this people story, <laughs> Blake says. When people would say to Adam, Mr. Sexy, you'd always see him go, well, oh, you know, like Adam Levine is being very gracious and humble and shy about it. Mm-hmm. And then Blake Shelton says, if you say that to me, it's going to be, you're damn right I'm Mr. Sexy. I've been ugly my whole life. If I can be sexy for a year, I'm taking it. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> He's not, that's the thing. He's a charming guy. There's really nothing. It's like, it's like grown, but it, you know, if you, 
I get He's it. A charming guy who's I obsessed get it on with gender. Many levels. Whatever. Yeah. He also has one of the worst tattoos of all time on his forearm. Have you seen this? Do you know what I'm that talking about? That barbed wire. It has it's barbed wire, but it has moose tracks in it or something. <laughs> but this looks like duty. Like like it looks like shit. It's one of the ugliest. Um, male tattoos I've ever seen in my whole life. And I've he's, noticed it a lot. Like, it's not just now. Like, I notice it all the time. It's terrible. He's holding up his arm, like, kind of showing off his pit. And you kind of wonder. It seems his like he's pit. making an armpit joke. You know, like, his he's pit. like, smell my pits. Oh, I'm stanky today, babe. Like, okay. he's Whoa. so gross. He's wow. so gross. That's an amazing impression. <laughs> That's an amazing. Oh, thank you. That was an amazing impression of Blake Shale. Blake Shelton. Yeah, I think people who watch The Voice will be pleased everyone else will be confused and but good thing everybody watches the voice so really that's just the majority of our country really quickly i'm very sorry i want to read this with this quote what (laughs) shelton does try to stay in shape by exercising on the treadmill and eating as healthy as possible though all bets are off when he's at home in tishomingo oklahoma quote it could be two o'clock in the afternoon before i eat and i realize i'm starving so then it's a bag of cheetos and there's a sonic in town they got jalapeno poppers and then i'm not hungry again until 10 o'clock well what's in there fish sticks and like a big pickle those pickles that come in own packages with juice it's really bad <laughs> kind of like a guy you're in love with him now i kind of yeah whoops i'm in love with blake shelton okay so um my new crush is blake shelton you can name the babies and he'll name that's the canon dogs. that's canon he's like, no cam i'll like say that kicks kicks colton haynes out of <laughs> out, out of, of you know canon and and, names, <laughs> and puts blake shelton on top of this hideous pedestal oh my so god so last year last year it was the rock the year before was david uh beckham the year before was chris hemsworth and adam levine was in uh 2013 oh my god time time moves so slowly oh my god yeah it's true it's true. Well, happy people, sexiest man alive day to you. And we should start we should with start some with calls. Call. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. First time, long time. Third time trying this call. Um, this is Michael, and I'm a producer in New York. And Bobby was wondering out loud about the uh, payments for actors playing multiple roles in the same project. And I can tell you that if they are getting paid SAG scale, which is the minimum for the union, that they do get paid um, – for each role they play. So uh, two roles, they get paid double. Three roles, they get paid three times, etc. cetera. Um, but Candace Cameron Burr is definitely not getting paid tag scale, so the minimum. And I'm sure that her agent negotiated a hefty pay bump for her flexing her muscles to play that the actors in Switch to Christmas. All right, then. Good form, Bella Florence. Thanks. I like that this, this producer sort of suggested that I was saying the right thing. I was on the right track. <laughs> For once in In your some life. cases, and you know, in maybe an actual Hollywood production, she would get paid double. Maybe Lindsay Lohan got paid double. But in this instance, it appears Candace Cameron Bure only got one paycheck. Bure. You know what? Maybe she just did it. It's Bure. She just did it for the love of the craft, you know? Can you tell that story about your cousin coming up to you after the show? (laughs) Well, now it's just you told it. But uh, at our Boston show, which was amazing, my cousin Lyle, shout out Lyle, hello, uh, came up to me after the show and he goes, great show, just one thing. It's Candace Cameron (laughs) Beret. Lindsay said Burr. I said Burr, but it's because it's like a, it's a sportsman's name. Yeah, it's a sportsman's name. She's Candace Cameron. Like, how am I supposed to know? Come on. So good for Candace for, you know, negotiating something good but not the best possible paycheck um 
Um, yeah. She probably deserves it, but we should um, withhold judgment until well, we actually watch the I was going to say, let me see the movie. the movie, and then I'll let you know whether she End deserves it. End of the month. Double. I believe November 28th. Is right? it on the calendar? It's on the calendar. I think it's, it's on, on the calendar. We just have Lala, to find we're coming to your house. Has... Hey, Lala, yeah. we're going to your house. <laughs> Lala, do you have Hallmark Channel? We need to send out a mass text that's like, who has Hallmark Channel? Um, please um, go and check for us. If Lala doesn't, Lala, we're going to subscribe to Hallmark Channel on your behalf, um, and we're going to watch at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Play the next call. Hi, long-time listener calling from Denmark, uh, obviously from U.S. You can hear by my voice. I've never called you before, but now I felt very compelled because you said everyone celebrates Halloween. Not true. It's so stressful living here in Scandinavia because they do not celebrate Halloween. People are totally confused when I showed up to work this year wearing a wig. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on over here. But that also made me start to think, who are the who holidays maybe you could give us a list okay thank you love you guys you really are the best bye first of all i said that they for sure celebrate halloween in the uk and they do i didn't say the entire world um though i do sympathize with you for not being able to celebrate in denmark you should just be able to wear a wig also in general (laughs) like anytime so i don't really understand why that would be a problem do we want to do who's and them's of holidays i know we've done who's and them's of jewish holidays and I don't even think any of the Jewish holidays even crack the normal holiday list of, <laughs> of them. <laughs> Sadly, no, Hanukkah might. Um, uh, the the thems of holidays are probably just like Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, and maybe Fourth of July. Oh, Fourth of July for 4th sure. Fourth of July, my favorite holiday. And then the Who's are the ones that you don't probably might not get off from work. Like the Who's are the ones that only some people get off from work, <laughs> yeah. like Veterans Day, <laughs> like what, um, yeah. President's what, Day. President's Day. Those are the ones where like you you don't want to ask your friends if they're free because they might have not gotten it off, and then you'll feel bad, you know. Um, MLK Day is a them holiday, a disrespected holiday because not everyone gets off work, but it's definitely a them holiday. It's very disrespected. I just feel like the days that people mostly get off from work are them holidays and everything else is a who holiday. Mm -hmm. So technically, like, Hanukkah is not even really them because it's really kind of lumped in with Christmas. It's so many days also. Eight, yeah, eight days. days. Maybe, well, you know, you can't fault it for being long, okay? I'm not faulting it. I'm just saying I think that works against it when it comes to, like, you don't get off work. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. What what are your favorite holidays, just to go off on a tangent? Oh, um... What are my favorite holidays? I really like Thanksgiving because it's centered around food. I love Thanksgiving too. And I, I like July 4th because it's usually when you like go on vacation. It's yes, like good. That's why it's always those like are my good two stuff. favorites. Yeah. Yes. Really? Those are those your are two, my two favorites? Too? Yeah. Thanksgiving <gasps> wow. and July 4th. I just feel like I'm always on Thanksgiving, the food's good. And then on July 4th, I'm always doing something really fun. Right. And I like July 4th is one of those fun days where it's like you don't even have to make plans until the day of. No. And, and plans just bubble up and it's great. Yeah. And it's always fun. Because there's always always somewhere to watch fireworks, but like not watch fireworks, just like go hang out and have fun. Um, Next call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, This is Jack calling from San Francisco. I just watched something very troubling on Facebook. It was a trailer for this movie called The Greatest Showman. And it's like full of thems. It's like Hugh Jackman, Zendaya, and Zac Efron. The only who in the cast seems to be Michelle Williams' wig. Um, But I was calling to ask, like, this movie is, like, incredibly hooey, despite being filled with, like, thems. 
And I feel like that's oftentimes, like, a very, like, common thing. Like, there'll just be movies that are full of, like, just them, like, coming out the yin-yang. And I was wondering if you could, like, go through some other, like, very, in theory, zemi movies that are actually incredibly hooey. Okay. Thank you. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. You're saying it's hooey because, like, it's essentially this huge, uh, cheesy, spectacular Christmas thing for, like, bored families on Christmas, right? Like, it's just, it's so thirsty, right? Is that what we're kind of getting from here? Also, it's like, you think it's going to be bad, which, you know, might be bad. <laughs> Probably will be bad. So you're sensing some hootie, some hoodum. You're sensing some hoodum in here. Yes. Um, but I, sorry, I was Googling something because I was thinking of the the perfect person to describe this phenomenon that this caller is talking about, um, where it's a movie filled with thems that ends up being very, very hooey, um, can actually be seen in a, an excellent Tumblr created by our friend Joe Reed uh-huh. called This Had Oscar Buzz. Oh, yeah, that's like exactly. It's exactly the... what you are describing. And yeah. it's about movies that are very, that are usually early, early winter, late fall in sort of the dead zone before the actual awards movies start coming out. And it's like, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at some like The Founder uh, with Michael Keaton. Miss Sloan with Jessica Chastain. They're usually ensemble movies. My These favorite movies ones. have so much live like, by night. PR. Ben maybe Affleck. that's what's maybe that's what's hooey about it is that they have more PR push than they do substance. So you yes. have this yeah. movie that feels like it's ninety nine percent marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, I just got a package from Amazon. The box was the greatest showman thing. The box, <laughs> oh the literal fucking box, was the greatest showman. Mm-hmm. And you could take like a photo of the stupid box and mm-hmm. like open a Q. QR code. Like, mm-hmm. It was just like the most obscene garbage thing. But but that's that's the example. It's exactly it. So I'm going to go through some of these on Joe's okay. um, Tumblr, yeah, which please. is perfect. This has this had oscarbuzz.tumblr.com. Rules don't apply last year. Remember this? Yep. Warren Beatty, Annette Benning, Alec Baldwin, Candace Bergen. No one saw it. No one yep. saw it. Also, he worked on it for 100 years. It was some passion project for 100 years. Collateral Beauty. Remember that? Will Smith. <laughs> I Kate love Winslet, that. That was Helen one of the Mirren, best. Edward Norton. That was one of the best movies ever, though. Did you ever see it? No. It's so good. No. My favorite one that I think... Oh, Suffragette, Carrie Mulligan, Helena Bonham Carter, Meryl Streep. No one cared. No one cared. Mm-hmm. Um, Free Held with uh, Julianne Moore and Ellen Oh, man, Hayes, that was, so was such a terrible. bust. Yeah. Um, the Counselor with Michael Fassbender, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz... Javier mm-hmm. Bardem, Cora mm-hmm. McCarthy wrote the screenplay. The, I guess my question for you is: Does The Greatest Showman have Oscar buzz? No. Yes. No, I think it does. I think it no. has Oscar buzz because of the music. Because of the music, and I think just because of the music, yeah. The music is written by the La La Land people. The which La La Land people slash the Dear Evan Hansen people. Like, can you even like cash in a paycheck quick enough? I mean. Have you mm-hmm. heard the songs? They are horrendous. Oh, I will so play one right here for you. <laughs> so, they are so <laughs> bad. So bad. It's fire, it's freedom, it's flooding open. It's a picture in the pulpit and your blind devotion. There's something breaking at the brick of every wall. It's holding all that you know. So tell me, do you want to go? Where it's coming in our color lights. Where the runaways are one of the night. Impossible comes through. It's taking over you. 
The one, the one that is, I saw someone tweet about this, but it's so true. The one that's really terrible that I think the bearded lady sings, <laughs> it's called This Is Me. No. And it's the one that's in the trailer. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, this is me. This is me. Constructed to be inspiring, but it's actually like full of cliches and bullshit and not in any way interesting. But it's like, it, it features this like instrumentation and this chorus that like gives you those chills, you know? I saw this tweet that was like, fuck this. Why do I have chills listening to this bullshit? I don't remember who tweeted it, but it was very funny, whoever you were. <laughs> but it's like, it's they're so formulaic, but they're not in any way interesting or like unique or worthy of whatever praise is going to be heaped on them. But the last movie I want to name uh-huh. that is kind of the joke that always reminds me of Joe. Hello, Joe, if you listen to this, is this movie Evening from 2007. Okay. I don't remember who could, it. Who could tell you what it's about? Who could tell you anything? But the posters and the trailers just listed the names, and it seems like it would be an Oscar movie, but no one saw it. Claire Danes, <laughs> Tony Collette, Vanessa Redgrave, Patrick Wilson, Hugh Dancy, Natasha Richardson, Mamie Gummer, Eileen Atkins, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close. I have no it? idea. I never saw Evening, Lindsay. I think it was based on a book. Evening. Let a drama see. exploring the romantic past and emotional present of Anne Grant and her daughters, Constance and But the poster is just a list of names it's with just a boat names under it. And then like a silhouette of people hugging. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It's anyway, literally perfect. This had oscarbuzz.tumblr.com. We can do the next call. Oh, also don't see The Greatest Showman. Never see I'm it. I'm going to see Except I'm going to see it. So I'll see it. I'm You're going to see it with MoviePass, so it's barely going to get money. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. 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 This Good. is me. Zac Efron sings, I see a movie. That's it. That's this the, is me. That's the deal I've made with the devil. Next, next Zendaya movie. on a trapeze? I guess I'm in. <laughs> we have another movie call, actually. So let's oh, speak of like the opposite type of movie. Why don't you play it? Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I just had a quick question. Um, so there's this movie called Call Me By Your Name. It is with um, Ami Hammer and an up-and-coming actor named Tim... Timothy Chalamet. And just question, who is he? I saw him taking pictures with like Dakota Johnson at like some Hollywood film festival or something. Um, on Just Chid, do we have information on him? Is he like a new up and coming thing? He's kind of cute. So I was like, what's going on? Okay, you don't. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you. Great podcast. Good form. Bella Thorne. Bye. First of all, I want to say I'm. Love that you got embarrassed. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume this caller is is does not identify as queer in any way and is very straight because I mean you can't assume, but seeing the the straight, (laughs) seeing the reaction of like, like. Gay people have known about Call Me By Your Name for, like, 70 years. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's true. It's like you've been waiting for this for, like, since the beginning. of Everyone came the, out of the closet and they were told about Call Me By Your Name. The book was written only 10 years ago, but still, everyone has been anticipating this movie for 100 years. And so it's funny to see, like, the movie is literally already out. And this caller calls in and is like, there's this apparent, there's apparently this movie called, like, <laughs> Call Me By Your Name. And, like, Army Hammer's, like, gay in it. Meanwhile, like, everyone I know is like, Army Hammer's fucking gay in this movie. Oh. Oh, fuck like the peach anyway like did you see his Don't cover of out spoil it again i won't spoil it again anyway uh timothee chalamet is the co-star of call me by your name and he's sort of up and coming he was in um he was he's in, in Interstellar briefly. he's in ladybird he's one of the love interests he's in, Lady in Bird. men women and children one of the worst movies of the past 10 years which i didn't see because you hated it so much um, oh it's so bad i've never uh, it's like it's 
truly bad mm-hmm. on every level that a movie can be bad and not even like funny bad just like bad bad you know he was in a good movie that's on netflix right now called miss stevens with um what's her oh, name yeah uh lily yeah. rabes lily rabe um She's... he was in uh love the coopers one of my favorite promos for <laughs> Stop One it. of my favorite promos ever but was I Love first the Coopers. Saw, I first saw Timothée Chalamet in Homeland. He was in the second season, the terrible yes. second season of Homeland, yes. where he was like the vice president's son or someone's son. You were the only one watching, which who was crazy. Who was like problematic. And then the one, the really annoying, um, the terrorist, Damien Lewis's daughter. Remember the second season focused so much on his no one horrible remembers. family? No one remembers. Like, um, why would you? But he was like a shitty son. He plays like kind of a shitty kid in a lot of things. I don't mm-hmm. know if he does in uh Call Me by Your Name. Well, he's he's not really a shitty kid in Call Me. I mean, I don't I don't know them. I am. What's his Whatever. like personality? Do we know? Like dark and mysterious but still like asshole kid from New York City. No, he's very IRL. much a Manhattan oh. kid. You Oh, really? Yeah, Is he's he, a Manhattan kid. But he's, so he's French, but he lives in he's was from Manhattan. Born and raised. His last name is French. <laughs> oh, but his full name is French. Well, He's yeah, I mean, his name, name is French, but he is American. He oh, was born in okay. New York. He was Wait, born I in had, the United States. No, I thought he was just like a French. I thought he was French. Oh, my God. Wow, I'm learning. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought he, he was Columbia. French. Why he does he have the, such he grew a French name? Um, he's um, 21, FYI. So you guys can totally, his, like, crush on him and, like, be horny for him if you want. He's his 21. dad is French. Okay. But his name is so, so, so French. His, you would his, assume he was French. His name is as French as it possibly could be. Literally. No, literally the most French name. Um... Anyway, he's, I'm not sure if I'm fully convinced that he will be a thing, but they're pushing him right now. I think Um, he could because he, the Call Me By Your Name thing is very special, but then people also saw him in Lady Bird as a love interest and were very much like he's a standout or that he's funny. He's not the standout. He's by no means a standout. Really? Okay. That's, I mean, Shearsha and Shearsha's friend, the Feldstein, what's her name? Bernie? Bernie Feldstein. Bernie Feldstein. Oh, yeah, I She's forgot you saw it. I haven't even seen it. She's the standout. Um, but the only other thing to know about Timothée Chalamet <laughs> is that he used to date Madonna's daughter, Lourdes. Oh, my God. You're right. That was when mm-hmm. he was first, like, known. Mm-hmm. That's Look when he first picture. got press. Look at this picture of them, like, in high school together. Wait, I'm putting it in the doc. This I'm is the most, also, this is the most, like, New York kid thing to happen. I where, know. Like, you, you dated can, Madonna's it's, daughter. It's, like, only because of a New York kid situation, which, oh, my God. <laughs> they're so cute. They're so cute. He's so cute. Look Love at him. Wait. So, in, so in Lady Bird, his role is, like, he's, like... He's always reading, you know, like he's always like reading books and he's always like being very like oh my um, God. morose about everything. It's wild what happens when you see a person who's supposed to be playing themselves in high school, actually in high school and what they looked like in high school. Just like hilarious. The difference mm-hmm. between why you shouldn't have a 20 year old play someone in high school, but whatever. Go ahead. Yes. Anyway, they broke up. Uh, and that's all we have to say about <laughs> Timothée. I, Timothée Chalamet. I can only speak for the book. I can't speak for the movie, but I'm seeing the movie this week. Um, and maybe I'll provide an update as to whether or not I actually. Oh, wait, you haven't actually to... seen. I haven't seen the movie yet. No, I'm seeing oh, it. Oh, neither week. have I. I haven't either. I'm seeing it Thursday. Oh wow. Are we done with Timothée Chalamet? Um, yeah, we're done. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Katie from Portland, Oregon. Side note, please. Next time you're on tour, come to Portland. Um, so I was scrolling through Facebook as one does, and I saw a article about um, a Smallville actress by the name of Allison Mack, who is the lead recruiter of a self-help cult called Nexium. I'm a little disturbed by this. I don't know really who Allison Mack is. Maybe you can tell me more and what led her to join 
a cult, Actress Smallville. Also, this cult, the new Scientology, uh, the new, you know, Andrew Keegan cult. Um, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little disturbed and confused. Um, who's in them? The cult, uh, celebrity cult. Um, anyway, if you could tell me more, that'd be great. Thanks. Bye. Love that you were asking if it was the uh, Scientology or Andrew Keegan's cult, which are unlit, literally could not be further away from each other in terms of cults. Like, mm-hmm. like Scientology is like evil, like probably the most evil thing evil ever. Of, like, One of sexual abuse, <laughs> every type of abuse, and Meanwhile. stealing people's money and being a scam. Meanwhile, Andrew Keegan's cult like literally disbanded because they were illegally selling kombucha in <laughs> Venice. Like they really, like, they really. I feel like you shouldn't defame Andrew like Keegan's like, cult uh, like that. It's like a criminal. It's like a you have like criminal masterminds running the other ones and then Andrew Keegan is just some idiot who got juice. a good deal on some house by the beach like, right he just wants which, more friends yeah you which know? has I think it's disbanded because they lost their Venice they lost their house uh, yeah house mm-hmm. um but this cult this cult uh called sex cult by um Daily Mail I think actually correctly, I'm not even saying they were exaggerating, was uh, revealed in the New York Times to be very bad um, a few weeks ago. Um, it got a little bit of attention because sex cults usually do. There was branding involved, uh, which is The daughter of a famous actress was in it. Um, yeah, the Dynasty the, the dynasty, dynasty actress's woman. daughter. The original um, Dynasty. Shout out Dynasty. Not the one uh, we promo. It's yeah, fun. <laughs> the original. Um, her daughter is in the cult and she was like, please help my daughter. And so it got a little bit of attention because it was just a little bit, uh, you know, scandalous or whatever. Catherine and- Oxenberg. That's her name. And then a few uh, weeks later, or like a week later, um, the Daily Mail, God bless them, came out saying a former Smallville actress, Allison Mack, is second in command of this sex cult. <laughs> and then Christ. it blew up. It All it took was some F-list actress from Smallville to really blow the... <laughs> blow mm-hmm. this thing up um, i mean god i mean poor Catherine oxenberg was going on megan kelly and all these shows being like my daughter is stuck in a sex cult i can't get her out help me this is like scientology it's terrible and everyone's like mm, sorry sweetie we're gonna and need then, uh, someone and the moment you mentioned smallville the america's like what <laughs> oh my god not smallville not actress allison mack from the hit show smallville so if you watch smallville which like i feel like everyone did for two episodes and never again mm-hmm. um she mm-hmm. played the like side blonde sidekick who was like a reporter i forget their name in it not lois lane but like the lois no, lane no no type. lois lane was Kristen crook mm-hmm. remember her mm-hmm. um remember when those people were like gonna be huge but then they were never huge um who was uh who was superman again uh, what's his name? Brandon Routh? No. Brandon Routh. No, it's Brandon Routh. No, no, Rouse. that was someone else. Who was? Tom, oh, Tom Welling. Tom, Tom Welling. Welling. God. Wow. Anyway. A lot of Supermans fallen by the wayside yes. for uh, to get replaced by none other than Henry Cavill. Okay. Um, <laughs> so many who's. Um, so this cult is like pretty serious. They involve themselves in branding. It's called um, Nexium. N-X-I-V-M. Their website is currently down. I think they're going through some um, issues right now because they've been <laughs> exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, it started as a self-help group, I think, and then it became basically like Scientology Junior. I think they still call themselves a, a self-help group. Like, that's yeah. how they get you in. And there's an evil guy named Keith Ranier who's known as the Vanguard, who is the head of it. Um, and there's been lots of reports of him, like, making women starve themselves to, like, be attractive to him. And then, like, uh, lots of other bad, bad, bad things. Um, and she, uh, Allison, is apparently second in command. 
which I thought was interesting because they didn't mention it in the New York Times article. And then it came out. And then I read this blog. Of course, I'm like reading the blog. This blog called The Frank Report, which Mm -hmm. Frank, you're doing great work out there, Frank. Um, who has been covering Nexium for a while, and he wrote a blog post called Where is Allison Mack? And basically it was him looking at the New York Times article saying, why didn't the New York Times report that Allison Mack was was like one of the leaders of this cult? Um, and his his thought was that the reporter didn't think they had enough information to think that Allison Mack was a, not a victim. Like mm-hmm. they weren't sure whether she was actually a victim or a perpetrator. And so it sort of seems like her. both. It sort of seems. I mean, yeah, I mean that's sure. how it reads. That he, sure, he brainwashed recruited her. them. But who knows? I mean, who knows? Everything is speculation at this point. Who knows? Anyways, the hooey angle of this is just wild, and also just shows that like you could literally have one of the most horrible uh, human rights offenses out there in the world. But if you don't have an f list celebrity <laughs> no attached, one's gonna pay attention. no one's going to pay attention to your like terrible thing. Um, yeah. That's which really also all shows I like say. I mean it's also like a pro tip to anyone out there who's going to start a cult like don't invite <laughs> no, any F-list people because if you invite F-list people you're going to get exposed. Right like how ma- yeah you're going to get exposed cuz this could have just this could have just like blown away. People were like, "Oh, we're shocked." And then it went <laughs> the away most but disturbing then thing about this, the branding, the branding is wild because if you look at it from one angle, it looks like a KR because the name of uh, the founder Keith is Ranier, uh, Keith Rainier, Rainier. Yeah. But if you tilt it 90 degrees, it looks like AM for Allison Mack. Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. So clearly Ugh. she's, um, if she's getting her initials on there, she's clearly high up. Yeah. Give her some agency here, New York Times. Anyways, this is disturbing. We should <laughs> move really on. It's really disturbing. Um, here's the next, I'll play the next call. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, second time, long time, I called on, I think, Monday about Lori Laughlin being uh, the matriarch of Hallmark. And honestly, fuck that question. I have something better. Um, so I see that there's been a lack of a black Who Weekly, what do you call it, Who That? Um, first off, that, that should be brought back for sure. Um, if you need to correspond it, hit me up. I know you don't know who I am. I refuse to say my name for fear that someone out there is listening and will figure out that I listen to this podcast religiously. And I just kind of like to keep my podcast listenings on the low. Um, but if you need a who that correspondent, please let me know. Um, also I keep calling with no like good tea, but I just would like to inform you that you were talking about, uh, Caleb McLaughlin on stranger things. And honestly, in the black world, he's still a who, but he's, like, creeping up to them status, and I'll tell you why. Over the summer, there was a great little uh, biopic by the name of The New Edition Story that came out, and it was on BET, uh, the Who Dat channel of the century, and he played little, uh, I think it was Ricky Bell, um, who is a new edition, also Belle Biv DeVoe. Um, and from that, everyone's like, yes. So now all these black people are watching Stranger Things, and they're like, yes, you better go, Kayla McLaughlin. Yes, you better go, little Ricky. And honestly, it's just such a great thing in the Who Dat world. And so I just want to let you know, if you're trying to be in the Who Dat know, you should keep uh, Caleb on your radar. 
Um, but shout out to Millie Bobby Brown, who is not related to Bobby Brown, also of New Edition. Do you see how this comes full circle? Um, once again, if you need a correspondent, just shout me out on the show, and I will be your new Houdat correspondent. Uh, shout out to past Houdat correspondents. Um, shout out to you guys for being amazing. Uh, love you. Okay, bye. First Great of all, call. you're hired. <laughs> You're hired. No, look, we've been trying to schedule this, but a thing you might not know about Sean and Mina, JK, you probably know it about them. They're very successful people. Why did we choose two <laughs> extremely successful people to be our Houdat correspondents? Um, Honestly, it's actually so They're very important and successful so people, and they yeah. don't have time for our stupid podcast. So it is hard to book them just because they are very busy people. You They're guys have no <laughs> idea how many times we've been canceled on for Houdat. Trust me, we are trying to get Houdat. Like, they we try. Want, we would God want Houdat every them. week if we could, but these two are very important and do not bother them, okay? Um, but, so very good call. So we would love to have you as our as an additional Houdat correspondent. Please call back anytime. I would love for you to say your name, but I understand you don't want to expose yourself for listening <laughs> to this stupid-ass podcast. <laughs> She keeps her podcast listening on the low. I love it. Um, Kayla McLaughlin didn't know he was in the new edition movie. Did not know. The new edition story. Also, I'd heard about that biopic being very popular, but didn't actually see it, but heard that it was like a thing that people really enjoyed. That it was one of the good like music biopic, because they always make the, they always, they made that Britney Spears story that was really bad. I mean, I watched the TLC one with Lil Mama. I watched a lot of them, so I didn't see that one. The TLC one wasn't that bad. I watched that one. It was pretty bad. Come on. It it wasn't terrible. It was pretty bad. I really liked, <laughs> I do like that as the like breadcrumbs where it's like, well, like black people watch Stranger Things because of X. Good yeah. insight. Good yeah. insight. Had no idea Kayla McLaughlin was such a them or increasing them in the black community. Love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I looked at his um, IMDb. He has a new show coming out called Ooh. Final Space what on is that? TBS. Cool. And it's a Fred Armisen show, so it might be popular, mm-hmm. you know. Fred Armisen is in it, and that guy Keith David, <laughs> Ron Perlman. You know who else is in it, Lindsay? You know who else is in it? Who? Barb Shannon oh, Purser. Of course she is. She's iconic. In, she's in everything. The least deserving person of our attention is is Barb is Shannon Purser. I'm sorry. I just Emmy nominee Barb. Any like any attention that she got is like 45 million times more than what she deserved, which is a little attention. <laughs> are, uh, are we done with this call? No more Stranger Things. Yes, keep yeah. going. Thank you for calling. Call back anytime. Um, I love that you don't give your name. It's the best. Never give your name. It's yeah, wonderful. Like you want to be our correspondent, but you refuse to identify yourself. Perfect. Our anonymous Houdat correspondent. <laughs> because Shawnee and Amina are the busiest people on the planet. Hi, this is Kylie. I'm a longtime listener, second time caller. I was just calling because I read in my People magazine today that Derek Huff wrote a song and he has released it. And I can't bring myself to watch the video or listen because I just can't today so I was hoping that you guys would do it for me and report back on the podcast I think he's trying to uh, help with a anti-suicide charity which is very noble but with everything that's going on in the world I just am not sure a single by Derek Huff is really what we need anyway good form Bill good form Bella Thorne bye I mean, dear caller, I just want to let you know that I listened to the song. It's exactly what you think. Exactly what you think it is. It's Derek Huff singing a song. Let me play a little bit of it here.
about suicide prevention. His heart's in the right place. So you need to step outside of the fact that like this is like a he is trying to do something good, but just the execution is so Derek Huffian, like it can't even be avoided. Derek Huffian. I think it's just Huffian. Oh, true. Just like like the other Huffs. He plays a veteran suffering uh, from PTSD, um, and it's very cinematic, this video. He directed it, FYI. 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 He's multi-talented. He's multi You know, I mean, these Huffs, they just, they do it all, right? They sing, they dance, they act, they have uh, clothing lines. Yeah, and it's a, it's a delicate subject to, to, like, talk about, but it is just, I think we, it, we can, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be kind here, um, because again, yeah. he has good intentions, but it's just so funny to me that his version of doing a PSA and speaking out is to be like, Guess what? I wrote, directed, starred in, sang a video about this. Like, <laughs> right. aren't I incredible? You it's know? It's true. I mean, and it's also very interesting that Suicide Song by Logic, the 1-800, the Suicide Hotline song with yeah, Alessia yeah. Care. That's like number one song right now. Yeah. So it's definitely yeah. like a thing that people are thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important. But yeah, the most, the most Derek Huff thing is to be like, I care. So here I'm going to create this thing that involves me, starring me, by me, created by me, like, Produced by me, yeah. I'm me. Hello. And if you read, if you read the the comments on YouTube, most of them, the bulk of them, are like, "Thank you for sharing this," and they're sharing personal stories about how they've dealt with suicide in the past, like people in their extended family who've um, uh, died by suicide. But then there's one little comment right in the middle <laughs> that me. says, "OMG, it's Vicky from Vampire Diaries." <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, oh, okay. M- like 13 G. comments down, you've got, is that Vicky Donovan? It's like, <laughs> oh my God. It's, it is though. Yeah, it is Vicky right. Donovan. Okay. I think with that, now that we've like officially really, we've talked about a sex cult and we talked about Daryl suicide prevention song. We're heavy really, stuff. we should kick ourselves off the air here. We really should. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to our Thursday extravaganza. Mm-hmm. The the two greatest showmen of your lives, me <laughs> and Bobby. This is us. <laughs> um, congratulations to Blake Shelton, the uh, lear- the world's sexiest man alive. Um, may you continue to be sexy forever. And thank you. Oh, oh, one more thing. If you, yes, if you live in New York City, you missed our first show. Maybe you saw, but you had the best time of your life. We're doing another show. You're so lucky. It's literally this weekend for the Brooklyn oh Podcast God. Festival. Amazing. And guess what? It's like at five o'clock, so you don't even have to stay out late on a Sunday. It's like the best Sunday plan you could ever have. Oh my have. God, that's amazing. And we have special guests. I'm not going to say who they are, but really excited. They're going to be amazing. We're going to be amazing, obviously. Uh, duh. And you should come and have fun and buy some exclusive gray and blue hats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and that's um, it. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Bye. 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 You will say that. They want to know. Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. Come on. Hey. I want to be famous. That was a headgum podcast. I can't just run off and join the circus. Why not? I mean, you clearly have a flair for show business. For show business? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. Because I just invented it.